What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. It's been a whole week since I recorded the podcast. It's because I was traveling. I was doing things. I was getting out of town. Even though I have no excuse because doing the podcast on your phone and the end crap makes it pretty easy to do. But nonetheless, this week I was in Austin. It was beautiful. Nice little place. It's weird. Keeping it weird. Different. Different than other parts of Texas that I've been to, even though I've only been to a few. This week I went to Dallas for one night. It was fun. Whenever I go to a city and I travel, I want to check out the real estate, what's going on there, the cool parts, where people are getting food. So I got to Dallas. I arrived. I took a really early flight, looked around. I went to the Bishop Arts District, which was pretty cool. A low-rise, smaller area. I think it was like the south side of Dallas from downtown. Cool little restaurants. Hung out outside. Beautiful weather. But then I forgot when it's the middle of the day. It's super hot. And then I checked out a local band. Local artist. Then I went to the downtown section where I stayed in an old Art Deco hotel. I think it was the Magnolia. It was pretty cool. It was... uh, Texas has got a lot of interesting characters and... The hipsters are more hip than New York hipsters. And the one Uber driver I had, I literally could not understand anything he was saying because of his accent, Texas accent. And then somehow I got into a conversation about Amazon and AOC, Beto O'Rourke. I mean, seems like they weren't, you know, just because I'm from the Northeast, so he wanted to ask me those questions. Very nice guy. So he dropped me off, checked me into my hotel. Then I went to go take a ride down to Deep Ellum. The Deep Ellum section in Dallas. I think it's over the bridge there from downtown. It's interesting. Definitely hip. but Definitely cool kids hanging out and food to be had. There's like a lot of cities. It's like the old manufacturing district that's been kind of repurposed for let's we could call them yuppies but young urban professionals it was a scene it was the middle of the week and it was a scene they had a lot of rooftop stuff going on I went to a nice Japanese restaurant and it was a good time but the one thing is that in Dallas also in Austin they have freaking scooters everywhere Not a fan of those scooters. No way, not me, no how. That they're just like trash everywhere. When the wind blows, it looks like trash, man. Glad New York City doesn't have them. They're fun, though. I tried them out. I'm not going to lie. But you need docking stations for that kind of stuff. You need docking station. And the one thing about downtown downtown Dallas is that a lot of D's couldn't say them. Is that the downtown architecture is just people just stopped caring. No historic, but there's like a couple historic buildings, but it's like just brutal office building architecture in some hotels. Try a little harder, man. 
the insides of some of the buildings I saw were cool, but just downtown was just harsh. I mean, even the financial district in New York has a is it's got taste. Dallas, none of it. At least in the downtown. Then I went to Austin, which was fun. Went to hung out in Austin, did a little bachelor party, enjoyed, ate some food and drinks. There's pretty much everywhere you go, there's a group of people visiting or bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, friend parties, conference, just stuff going down. A lot of stuff going down. And we stayed at a nice Airbnb. Apparently, Airbnb is quite a thing there. It was quite expensive to stay. And you obviously, we do real estate here. So we went to check out some real estate places and I met a real estate agent there who said that his little bungalow in the back of his apartment of his house in South Austin brings him $45,000 a year one year little one bedroom apartment it's crazy it's a lot it's a lot of money we saw some gorgeous houses I actually made a YouTube video if you want to go check it out on YouTube at Marcus Amadeus it's good. we uh, go house hunting in Austin we see a nice Two million dollar brand new home. I think it's like the Vilker. You'll see the video. Just go check it out. And we had a good time playing basketball. And the architecture, you know, the architecture there is cool. It's like a lot of bungalows, ranch bungalows with little extensions. And then there's definitely, you know, because the housing market and the job market there has been so good for so long, there's a lot of interesting homes kind of like had like a modern ish like California vibe meets Texas it's interesting gorgeous houses though gorgeous houses and we and one thing that kind of caught me off guard was the I guess the downtown six area is that's what it's called it's pretty much like Bourbon Street a little bit too much for me at the time that we went there after dinner. I was too full. Couldn't deal with it. It was a weekend night. But UT, I guess it's it's really it's really something there. People scooting around. Hanging out. The tolerance for how drunk you can get is a little higher in the south, I would say. A lot of UT kids there. I had no idea that's what Austin was like. But it was beautiful. It definitely had a hippie vibe. Nice parks. Scooters everywhere, though. Had some good barbecue. Did some mini golfing. And I enjoyed it. I go back. I liked it. But getting back was a nightmare, though. I decided for whatever reason to fly. Oh, it was because it was cheaper. Fly back out of Dallas. There were storms, so I got delayed. And it took me almost two full days. I got a, I left the road at 9 a.m. And I didn't get back to like 7 p.m. the next day. Storms, multiple cancellations. And there were a lot of turbulence. There was It was so foggy we couldn't get into New York. So they circled a few times and sent us back to Baltimore. At like 11 p.m. There was actually a small plane that, that crashed in Long Island. No one, luckily no one died. Because of the fog. 
had kept circling. You should have seen the flight path. Couldn't find anywhere to land. And ran out of gas, apparently. But everyone, everyone's fine, which is good. It's nice. The state of the hotel had to go the next day. Got delayed like five, six, seven times. Finally made it back, but I was so tired. I napped, woke up, rushed off the plane, forgot my laptop. No bueno, got to go back and get it. Delta did a pretty good job of keeping us happy for the most part. But they should give me some Sky Miles, man. What's up with that? Yeah, you hear that? Give me some Sky Miles. And I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, that was pretty much much it, though. Got back, rented an apartment that we had in the West Village. Which brings us to today's topic. But first, we'll play a song. If you're on the Anchor app, you'll be able to hear it. iTunes, not so much. YouTube, not so much. But we will talk about how to spot fake news pages. And don't get outraged. We played some of my man Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Started out with Willie Nelson, Always on My Mind. You know, I figured if we're going to talk a little bit about Texas and Austin, Dallas, we got to play a little country music. It's not so bad. If you heard about it, there's this guy, I think it's Little Nas X, which I think is a cop-out, kind of piggy-banking off. It's kind of like a big rip on culture. He's picking, piggybacking off Nas's name, who's obviously famous. His his music video was kind of like reinterpreted. Um, Red Dem, Red Dem, Red Dem, Red Dead Re- Redemption. Whatever, Red Dead Redemption, something like that. The f- very famous video game. So he's basically hacking off two extremely famous things in culture already. And then he made like a country trap song, got a lot of viral play. And then basically on the billboards, it was number one hit in hip hop and country, which I guess never happened. But then Billboard took it off because, you know, radio DJs were like ripping it off YouTube, playing it. And then Billboard decided it wasn't country, which gave it like the Streisand effect. And it amplified it, which gave it more attention. And then he teamed up with a little Billy Ray Cyrus to remake that song. So, like, that's the song everybody's been playing. Little Nas X. I guess I shouldn't be talking about it to give it validation if I don't support it. But I do appreciate the kind of hacking of attention of the culture. I think it's kind of crazy. It's kind of cool. Happens. So, oh yeah, we forgot to mention that I went to this cool lake called Lake Travis. If you're going to Austin, it's a pretty cool, fun thing to do. You rent a little pontoon boat for the afternoon. 
It was interesting. It's a massive, like, I think it's a 65-mile man-made lake. Some gorgeous houses looking on it. But I guess the Army Corps of Engineers drilled this lake out some time ago. And it filled with rainwater. And they made this crazy structure. It's, you know, basically as soon as the lake starts, it goes goes down super deep. Because it's a man-made lake. And I guess I'd never even thought about it being a man-made lake, but it was, and it's a pretty cool man-made lake, so you should check it out. We'll post some of that. So anyways, we were talking about how to spot fake news pages, because there's fake news everywhere. We talked about it before. I was... Some of my friends on Facebook online, they love to get outraged. Or maybe they don't love to, they just do. And it was interesting. There was an, a, a, a video this weekend, long story short, a minority, um, what's his name? Like a just a minority student basically wanted to get free food at the library after hours. Security asked him to show his ID. He didn't want to show his ID. He decided to go through anyways and wouldn't comply with the one security officer to show his ID. And, you know, it's a giant university up there in Columbia. There's 125th Street. And so then other officers came. And then I guess they started got into like a physical situation and people started filming. But then he didn't show his ID until he started getting filmed, which kind of changed everything. And... Columbia issued an apology when they probably shouldn't have. And then I saw an edit of this video online that was different than the original video. And someone posted it that they were outraged. And I was comp- commenting on how it was misedited. And it was. And it was kind of laced, but it was also laced up with some other event that wasn't, I guess. Some some girl getting called on campus, but anyway, say just the point was saying that oh, um, a white kid wouldn't have been tr- treated like that, and I think it was interesting because it also talks about it kind of kind of plays into the whole Russian troll farm investigation, which is showing about how Russian pages, Twitter, face mostly Facebook, make these accounts. And their content accounts and they kind of skew far left or far right and they're intentional to sow kind of discourse and outrage in the culture, which it does. And you never really think about it. So it kind of reminded me a long time ago or not a long time ago, I guess it was like in October when they put out the Russian some part of the troll farming guest investigation in Russia. And it showed that there was like thousands of these pages and then a certain group of accounts that were like retweeting stories at the same time. And I think it's interesting that people just don't think about looking at the page who's retweeting it. Because often it's a, a page that's been changed over time to get as many followers as possible and then switches into a political page. They generally have very vague titles in terms of the state of the page like impeach Trump or something like that or guns for America or whatever you know something on far on the right or left that's kind of generic but specific enough 
to kind of catch your attention and they never have a moderator and they 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 repost other pages as well but you never think to look at it and it was just very easy to go look at this page after a while and you could see that it was a fake page it was curating other stuff that actually happened yes but it was editing it in a way and then pigeoning picking out specific articles and from different media outlets some not so credible some very credible and then having its own edits from specific hyper targeted pages or groups of pages that kind of took a true story but edited it in such a way to cause outrage and it's a shame like we talked about before is that the news or even people's personal pages they do it to sell ads or they do it just cuz it's a hobby and they like the attention or it actually could be russian troll farms trying to sow discourse and so if you're getting caught by some of these pages or you're getting overly worked up about some of these pages you should think about it because that's was the intention the intention is to get people riled up to get mad at your friend or your fellow american to cause civil unrest that's what came out in the congressional investigation into the troll farms so if it's not verified or they're not having their name by it that's how you know that it's probably a not credible source if you if one person isn't saying like billy joe bob smith or sherry's i don't know sherry woods wrote this article or had this opinion on something and it's just impeach Trump or I love the NRA or united against hate like just all these like something generic it's possible that it could be a troll farm and I mean they have a problem on our hands we have a problem on our hands with our fake news like everyone thought it was a joke but it's not and then we're looking at the headlines we're not looking at the next piece and like to be honest at this with this video I got caught up on it too because I saw the one video that was the original piece I saw a video that my friend posted that was an all an alternate cut of the video but then I didn't even watch the whole video so I, it 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 spliced it with another video after that was more credible so I was even guilty of it too. I just saw the first half of the video and I commented on it without reading it all the way through cuz I wanted to react. I was reacting too quickly. So spotting a fake page if it's generic, if it doesn't have like an identifiable logo, if it's not verified, and most specifically if it's has no moderator that's willing to identify themselves or any of the posts are by a specific author or blogger who's willing to put their name a name behind it those are generally when you're spotting fake pages oh yeah and lastly there's a like like to like ratio to followers i think it was like feel like five or ten percent likes compared to your followers then that's like a good ratio if you have something that has a million to two million followers and it only gets 200 300 likes it's probably a fake page okay 
So let's catch the fakeness. Catch the fake pages. Catch your... Oh, shit, man. I didn't even think about that. I'm just thinking about all these people who, like, buy and sell and trade Facebook page communities. Oh, my God. It just blew my mind. Man, I know people who do that. What if they're selling those pages to Russian farms? It's possible. It's very possible. People do it all the time. Sell accounts. I guess you're responsible for what you do after it. I don't know. Anyways, catch the fake news. Catch your reaction before you do it first. Don't believe the hype. You know what I'm saying? So I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. This is Ask Amadeus. Follow me online on social medias at Marcus Amadeus. Check out my new video on YouTube. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home, give me a call or DM me. We'll help you with our team of professionals nationwide. Enjoy the day. Bye-bye. And tune in on Spotify at Marcus Amadeus to follow my Ask Amadeus playlist with all the music that we play that you're not hearing if it's on iTunes or YouTube. Download the Anchor app. You can make your own podcast quite easily from your phone and make it nice. All right. Enjoy the day. Bye. Hey, just want to let you know I'm really appreciative of you listening I really do appreciate it. Just to remind you, if you are looking for a home in New York City to buy, sell, or rent an apartment, home, townhouse, co-op, condo, piece of land, storefront, I'm your guy. Let us know. We have a team of professionals to help you from anywhere from searching, design, buying, selling, marketing, home loans, attorneys. We have a Movers, we have a great network for you to pull from. So I really appreciate that. If you support it, come find me, message me. If you know a friend who's looking or you're looking yourself, the advice is free. The value is priceless. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye.